Welcome back to Voices in My Head, the Rick Lee James podcast. And also, welcome to The Neighborhood, a Mr. Rogers tribute podcast. This is going to be a unique episode today because I'm actually doing a crossover between the two podcasts that I host. One, as you know, if you have listened to my Mr. Rogers tribute podcast, Welcome to the Neighborhood, you may have heard today's guest before. It's Luke Flowers, who is a wonderful artist, and he has done so many books in so many genres that I felt like it would be a good fit for both podcasts. And since it's going to be a special holiday episode focused on his new book, Trek the Halls, a Star Trek book, uh, I thought it would be fun to kind of do a crossover with both today. I've wanted to have him back on my show for a while now, and secretly, I've always wanted to be a character drawn into one of his books one day, so I'm still holding out hope that somewhere in the background, there'll be just this tiny little bald-headed man with a guitar somewhere in a book one day, and I'll just say, that's me. But until that day, I am so glad and so happy to welcome back my friend Luke Flowers. So for those of you that are here for Welcome to the Neighborhood, Luke, welcome to the neighborhood. And for those that are here for Voices in My Head, thank you for being one of the voices in my head. Luke Flowers, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me. It's always fun to reconnect with you and celebrate all of our shared interests and you know everything that's inspired us our childhoods and on into now as grown adults or trying to be adults, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> It's really fun to see all the crossovers that we we share. So it's fun. Yeah, no, even Star Trek. I, I don't know if I was fully aware that you're also a, a full-blown Trekkie as well. You know what? I didn't realize that about you either. And I, I'm really glad to know that. It's such a fun book. Uh, for those of you, if you haven't seen the book and you're listening today, the book is Star Trek, Trek the Halls. And in the book, uh, it's really, it's fun because it has Luke's kind of signature art style all through it. Uh, it's written by Rob Perlman, and it really is, um, should I call it a song parody of Deck the Halls uh, as as the yeah. book goes through? Yeah, it's kind of a, a, uh, a rendition of Deck the Halls written for Star Trek fans, and you get to see, I think, just about every iteration of Star Trek that there is throughout the book. I'm not sure if you missed any, um, but we're going to talk about that some more in just a few minutes. Um, but I think I want to start today, just for those of, of the, the listeners that are here today thinking, but this is a Mr. Rogers podcast. I want to start out by talking about something we've talked about in the past before. Um, some of your Mr. Rogers books that you have written. And let's start there. Tell us about some of your, your work on uh, on uh, the Mr. Rogers side of things. Yeah, um, you know, it started with uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, you know, the the poetry collection of uh, from Fred Rogers. So really, I mean, I haven't written them. I was just the illustrator, which was, you know, an honor beyond anything I could have imagined when it came through. Um, and that was with Quirk Books and and just being able to work with them and the Fred Rogers uh, production company and and just the teams there has been it's such an, a unique experience really and it's almost a little bit like you know talking about the Star Trek world as well a little bit is it's sort of the same thing you know we both grew up you know as you mentioned loving it but maybe we don't celebrate it quite as much and then you get an opportunity to kind of dive further into it and share it a little bit more and you start to realize all these um, you know fellow fans and and mm -hmm. new fans. Um, so for me, that's really what the the Mr. Rogers books have been about is kind of being able to share something that meant a lot to me as a child. Um, and now as a parent, you know, sharing it with my own kids, 
Um, and then just finding so many new friends and neighbors through it, um, from, you know, trips out to Pittsburgh to, you know, book, you know, book trips and book events. And there's just, oh, it's amazing how many people just come out and share some unique story about what Fred Rogers meant to them. And, um, and then getting to connect with friends like you who, uh, you know, really celebrate them every day. And uh, that's, that's really what I've loved is just being able to see how so many people, you know, it's kind of, you know, comes in waves. Uh, unfortunately, I think sometimes we, we get on a kick of something that's kind of trendy or, you know, something new or also, you know, from Bob Ross to Jim Henson to, you know, all these really great idols and, or not idols, but, you know, icons. Um, mm -hmm. And, and so it is neat to see, I think the Fred Rogers, you know, kind of resurgence came at really, um, a much needed time in our society so that was really nice to be able to see um, the way that the book kind of connected with a lot of interest through the um you know the documentary um and then you know the film with tom hanks so there was just some really great uh cultural uh references and connection points too mm -hmm. so i was lucky to to be part of the some of the books that now there's a lot a lot of them out actually a lot of new children's books featuring fred rogers his story his music um impacts that he's had in our culture so and and Maybe. you know what i i think i have every uh iteration of children's book that has come out about fred rogers in the last few years and and honestly they're all wonderful um and, and i think and and I don't say this just because you're here. Uh, your particular style of art is is if not my very favorite of all of them has come out. It's it's one of my very favorites. Um, it just has such a a for lack of a better word, it's a childlike feel. There's a there's a childlike joy, um, and and you see that in all your books, whether it be Moby Shinobi or um, you know the the Muppet Christmas book that you did. Um, everything that that you draw to me, it brings out this uh, this childlike wonder and hope, and I really appreciate about that. And I think last time when you were on the show, uh, you only had the first Mister Rogers book out at that time, yeah. and I think uh, it's you I like uh, came out a little bit after that. So um, it, it, it they are really just just great books, and I hope that there'll be more in in the future, and and maybe we'll see what comes down the road. But you seem like such a busy person, and I think that even this past week if i'm not mistaken you had a gallery show that happened and i just wanted to, to find out uh how did that go for you um yeah that actually that's um still going uh oh okay <laughs> a little late in getting my piece together it's actually um it's really neat it was for celebrating the um the la public library's 150 150th anniversary so oh, wow. uh, i'm a little late usually i get my pieces in on time but this one's going to be a little late to the show but um yeah so I, it's kind of a raised by rainbows you know i've been doing those series where i kind of put all my favorite characters in their color coordinated sort of display um and so this was really fun to go back just all the books that i've loved throughout my childhood and you know ones that we've raised our kids on ones that i just love now so just these characters are so iconic and and again just like with the mr rogers stuff i love doing this kind of stuff where you can pay homage to the things that inspired you and then you start to see how many other people share you know such a, a you know just all these great memories or this you know that character also just loved throughout their childhood um and then even you know when i share them a lot of times new um, teachers or parents are like oh i love raising my kids with all these so I think it's our way, you know, as we've grown up. Um, well, I mean, maybe we haven't fully grown up, but <laughs> you know, to continue to share the things that inspired us. And it's neat to see how 
they do come back around and there's new renditions of it. But I, I, I love seeing that it also inspires new creativity and some of the characters that we grew up on. I know artists now have created some really unique characters that are going to inspire the generations, um, you know, that are now enjoying films and, you know, just, uh, you know, television shows that are so unique. And yeah. I know we, I always say we kind of grew up in a, a really unique era of storytelling and character design. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. There's so many amazing just franchises that came out of that time that I think really inspired a lot of us that now grew up to be creatives. And so I usually take that as a pretty big honor whenever I have a chance to not only create something original, you know, like the Moby Shinobi series. Um, that was really fun to kind of come up with my own original character. But again, mm -hmm. it paid tribute to, you know, just the idea of even Mr. Rogers. Like, what do you do when you're in your own neighborhood seeing people that need help and and then again, hoping that, you know, kids get the idea about, you know, it's not just about having an adventure, but, you know, meeting friends along the way and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, having an impact in whatever neighborhood you're in. So yeah. well, I like the way it comes full circle. Yeah, I, I think that's terrific. And I, I so enjoy uh, the artwork that you do. And that kind of, you know, as you talk about characters you grew up with and shows that you enjoyed uh let's move with warp speed into the star <laughs> trek book today because some of our audience is saying I'm, I'm here for the trek and i'm definitely yeah. one of those people um i think i have seen every episode of every star trek show at this point um that's not that wouldn't have been the case before the pandemic hit uh right. i i was mostly versed in uh the original series next generation and some deep space nine uh but i took some time during the pandemic and and kind of caught up on the shows i hadn't seen and then have seen all the new stuff that's come out so i've been trying to keep up with it so uh, it's it's really been fun to to look through the new book and to see the way that you've incorporated a lot of uh, the Star Trek universe into it. Uh, and really, once again, something that has very a childlike, very joyful, very hopeful uh, thing to it. And the the downside of, of being on a audio podcast, which we're just going to hear this, is people can't see the amazing artwork on the front. But just to describe it a little bit, if any of our listeners haven't seen the book, and uh, it, it's, it's a festive looking, there's a wreath in the background. And coming out of the wreath kind of standing in the middle of it we have spock uh, who is giving us the live long and prosper symbol uh, we have captain picard who is playing his flute and then we have captain janeway with with her beloved coffee which we know she just about would take heads off in the show if she didn't get her coffee and uh, and the book just goes on from there we have uh, words that are brought to us by rob perlman um, but the illustrations are you and and they're they're really great i enjoyed being able to look at the page and it really is it chronological I, I i read it through once and i didn't go back to look again and i'm kind of doing this off the cuff today but it seems like you did it in sort of a chronologically from the start with the original series and then came through up to present times and, and we even get a glimpse at you know like original series movies and things like that with some of the wardrobe that you designed so it's pretty great so i think the the question i want to ask you after all of my rambling right here uh i want to ask do you have a favorite version of the show or movies is there one that you think of like it seems like everybody just like when i ask people uh and they have a Mr. Rogers story uh, in the same way. If you're a Star Trek fan, everybody seems to have like, yeah, that's what is Star Trek to me. So is there one to you that you think like, yeah, that's to me when I think Star Trek, that's the one. 
Yeah, I mean, I think like you mentioned, we're, you know, we're sort of in the same age range. And so, you know, growing up, it was a lot of just the reruns of the original. Um, mm -hmm. And my dad was a pretty big fan of it. So we often had it, you know, watching it together. And um, and so I really just fell in love with it with the originals, probably through the reruns. And just, I mean, right away, for me, it was the aliens and just the weird worlds. And even mm -hmm. though the props and the sets were so kind of, uh, you know, simple they were just so creative and and just like you've never seen a lot like that you know ever since then of course we had star wars coming out and um but again i just was totally drawn to just the unique uh character design of those uh just alien characters in the world um but then yeah like you like you're saying you know then went on to like next generation and ds9 were sort of more in my high school uh you know middle school years um, and then I kind of kept up with like Voyager throughout college. Um, but then it, it sort of, I, I sort of tapered off, you know, life got busy, started raising my own kids. We weren't watching it quite as much through like the enterprise years, um, you know, and then they kind of had a hiatus for a while. So um, I, like you, you know, haven't really caught up with a lot of the, the really new ones. Um, we, in the book, we do, we did have Discovery was sort of the last um, iteration that was, we were able to include just because we had enough reference and, mm -hmm. and uh, try to tell from it. Um, so that was fun because I was able to, just like when I approached the Mr. Rogers book, um, kind of just went back and, you know, thankful for all the streaming. I mean, we own most of the Star Trek movies, but um, able to go in and, you know, just do like Hulu and Paramount and be able to watch almost all the series again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I did, I just kind of have them playing in the backgrounds <laughs> whenever I get to a certain page, I just do a deep dive. It's the same I did with Mr. Rogers, just having those episodes in the background and the music and, and just, again, just all that inspiration. It just reminds you of, um, how unique these, these worlds are and these characters. <laughs> yeah. and it was kind of like a, a, you know, a time more back to my childhood and just remembering how they just such great, great storytelling. And I think just like with the Mr. Rogers, you know, when I went back and, and rewatched them while I was working on those three books, you start to realize that there was about so much more than you realized when you were a kid. And I think mm -hmm. that's what I, I love rewatching all the Star Trek, you know, uh, episodes was just realizing that there was so much more um, of that there was sort of a sub story going on than I realized as a kid, you yeah. know. I was more into the worlds and, you know, the action, but there was so much more going on about just like inclusivity and equality and civil rights. I mean, just like pretty amazing depth yeah. of storytelling that they had going on. So <laughs> for me, I think that's where I kind of, you know, loved, loved growing up on it, but I think I have a whole new appreciation for it. And that's why I love when I get a book project like this, it, I, I get kind of obsessive about all the <laughs> little details and making sure, and especially with Star Trek. I mean, I know there's so many people that had, uh, you know, have favorite characters and just they, you know, and Rob and the team just, you know, they they held me accountable on every little thing, like little, you know, the little pips on their, you know, their uh, uh, their costumes, what costume mm -hmm. was with episode, what characters. Um, so it was pretty specific. And, and so I had to do quite a bit of research. Um, but uh, I used uh, Memory Alpha is kind of like a fan base, mm -hmm. sort of like weekly. Yeah thing and man they're just they have every bit of news that or fact or anything or reference and so i was able to really go pretty deep into some of the references and it's been fun hearing some trekky people be like oh you know i i noticed you had that uh you know the gift in the background was the kayak for you know and so <laughs> the, what the little nods were like who's christmas gift and the little hidden meanings for each yeah. thing or so well yeah, that was really, really fun 
Yeah. And, you know, I was going to say that too, that the beauty of your books is that there's so much going on and, you know, there's, there's pages where just in the background, you, you, you don't see it at first, but there's little tribbles like on a bookshelf, you know, or, um, and I, one of my favorite things, because we have a beagle uh, named Fred here in the house. I love that you included the, the beagle, uh, Porthos, you know, in, yeah. in the book. And um, yeah. And as, and as I'm looking through it again, um, I just see things I didn't, see the first time and I, I I can't imagine how much thought and maybe even how many drafts you must have gone through just trying to think through like how I'm going to fit all these little details in there and the fun part of it for me is it's almost like there's these little easter eggs that as you go back and and you I really don't get it all the first time I have to go back and, and reread it so as I'm looking through here and it's really the the fun part about it too is it's it's the Gorn that is telling this bedtime story to the little Gorn, you know, and, and it's sort of a Christmas tale. And then it ends, you know, back in the the place where it kind of started. But it's just so clever and I and the songs are great. And I have to say one of my favorite scenes because probably my favorite uh Star Trek movie of the original series, eh, maybe second favorite, because I love Wrath of Khan. Uh, yeah. but Star Trek four. I mean, yeah. it's so unique in that it's a comedy. I mean, it's it's a commentary on the 1980s. And I love that you drew from that seed and and then the lyrics that go along with it. And I'm just going to read it so listeners can hear it today because it's great. Fast away the old years passes, back now to the 80s for the whales. Hail the crew, ye lads and lasses, Scotty cries before the engine fails, you know. <laughs> even that is just so clever being able to get because that's something very scotty that you'd say and including the christmas lyrics ye lads and lasses which is yeah. definitely uh you know i can just hear him saying it now i'm not going to try to yeah. do the accent because that would spoil it um but all of it works so well together even uh the vulcan nerve pinch uh on the guy with the boom box you know <laughs> and, the and, punk. yeah the punk rocker guy um yeah i i just love it and and the way that it's all interweaved so I, I guess part of the the reason that i love having people like you on is i get to just say kind of in person bravo you know what a what a wonderful job not everybody has this opportunity to sit down with people they admire and and talk about their art um i and i so i wonder as i'm looking through the book one more time and i'm going through and i'm seeing all these different characters and and there's some like fan favorite episodes that show up do you have a sort of particular favorite episode that comes to mind that like you really enjoy that you wanted to make sure just for you got into the book yeah uh i mean it was really hard to choose just you know from that the original stuff i really tried to work the um the salt vampire in there but um yeah <laughs> such a weird weird character and he was like one of the original like the very first vampire or the mm -hmm. first like that shows up in the series so i was kind of he kind of appears in a little picture in the background in the little gorn's bedroom is like a sketch that the little kid drew um or the little gorn drew um but really like you i love that they they included the you know the star trek for voyager home just because or voyage home just because it really was the movie that for me, it is, you know, see it the first time in theater, like a Star Trek film, you know, was just like incredible to be able to yeah. see it, you know, from shows now, because I wasn't able to see the first, you know, two or three, and I guess, yeah, three in theaters, because I was mm -hmm. a little bit too young. So I was really glad they included that. And because, um, you know, with actually a fun little reference in that one, I always try to hide a, a character or somebody. Um, but the punk is uh, actually Kirk Thatcher, who, 
who has gone on to do a ton of Muppet stuff. You know, he mm. um, from he's he's just a, a huge part of, of just everything with Jim Henson. And so that was sort of my nod to uh, also that other uh, love interest of my life is just the Muppet stuff. And so how uh, it's just fun that that Kirk was in it. It's such a random character. Mm. Um, and, uh, so for me, it also, like you said, it had such an 80s vibe to it that I always go back to that one as such an iconic um, film. So I'm glad they included it because they didn't have any other other films, I mean, uh, in the movie or in the book, because there's just so much to pull from. And that's what really made it hard was trying to, you know, capture a lot of episodes from each one, you know, um, even with like Next Generation, you know, we kind of had two spreads going over, you know, um, and, and a few other ones had like maybe one or two um, panels, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was hard to pack all that in and, and choose a favorite, but yeah. I was glad that they included, uh, you know, Voyage Home. Well, with him having the name Kirk too, it almost seems like it's meant to be right. I mean, he has to be in Star Trek with the name. So, well, and even well, that, I love it like Kirk, you know, the, the, the Gorns were such a big part because I love that. If there is an yeah. episode from the originals, I think the Gorn one is such a neat, um, again, just, it really interesting meanings behind that whole episode as well. And um, just about understanding differences and, um, you know, sort of misguided, maybe perceptions of, of a culture that you might not understand uh, yeah. on first. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I can tell you, and, and, you know, as, as I often say to uh, people on the Mr. Rogers podcast, welcome to the neighborhood. Um, I think I speak for many people that follow on the Twitter uh, Twitter feed for Mr. Rogers say um, so many people, whenever I share your artwork, they comment on how they, how impressed they are, how much they enjoy the books. And um, so uh, on behalf of many of us, not just me, I think many of us would just want to say how proud we are of you and what you have accomplished. You know, I mean, um, my, uh, truly what something I wish could have happened before Fred Rogers passed away uh, the way that he would bring artists onto his shows and would take time I think of the, the episode with Eric Carley uh, where he would go through with in, in his studio and, and kind of show the process of how the art is made um, I truly wish that Fred Rogers would have lived long enough uh, to to see you in your prime because I think you would have been one of those guests that he would have reached out to and said hey let's let's go over to Luke Flowers studio you know and, and kind of step in and, and show it step by step so we don't have that but what we do have is a chance to sit with you who you've done so much not only for the legacy of Fred Rogers uh, we think about the Star Trek book that we're talking about with its holiday flair right now. Uh, the Muppet Christmas especially is the one that I think of and, and your love for the Muppets. Um, the, the number of books that you've created of your original, we mentioned Moby, Shinobi. Um, you've you've written and illustrated more books than, than I could probably even count, you know, off the top of my head right now. And part of the reason I wanted to have you on this uh, episode just before Christmas, too, is just to remind everybody, hey, if you're looking for Christmas gifts, um, here, here's an artist who does really good work, is uh, somebody that really has um, an inspiration from people like Fred Rogers, who really are trying to make the world a more neighborly place. And so uh, just as I say to everyone listening today, if you're looking for those last minute gifts or even gifts for the new year, um, Luke Flowers, you should check him out wherever you buy books from because uh, you can't go wrong 
with that. So thank you so much uh, for all your good work. Uh, thank you for coming back and, and being a guest today with us. It is always such a pleasure. I wish we had more time, but but you are a busy man and I'm a busy man. And uh, unfortunately, we, we have to, to fit these into little compartments. Uh, before we go today, though, is there anything that you would like to leave with our listeners today? Uh, we're definitely going to have links on the show where they can find out more about you and your artwork. But I'd love for you, if there's just anything that is kind of on your mind and heart that you'd like to say to everybody listening today, I just wanted to give you a chance. Uh, well, first, thank you. So that was an honor just to have you even appreciate the work and share it like that. And 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 just have a platform like this that you use to you know celebrate um, not just Mr. Rogers, but so many other just fellow neighbors that you appreciate like me. I'm honored to be part of them. And um, so I would echo just what you're trying to do is every day just trying to bring a little bit more uh, just kindness and thoughtfulness and, and joy into our world through the art that we create. I'm obviously honored just every day to be able to get to do that, even on the hard days <laughs> when, like you said, it gets busy and deadlines are looming. But uh, especially this time of year, it's a blessing to be able to connect with friends. So I would just encourage everybody to slow down a little bit. I know it's hard at this time of year, but uh, take time to have conversations like this with a friend and catch up and, and just appreciate who they are and, and what they do in the world and uh, the way they impact uh, the world around you. So thank you, Rick. I mean, you're, uh -huh. you're an inspiration to me each day with your music and, and just the way you spread joy and, uh, and juggle a lot. So wow. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Well, I, as I've been sitting here and trying to think, how do I close out a show that uh, is two podcasts in one for Voices in My Hand and Welcome to the Neighborhood? So I guess I'm going to have to do my closing from both shows. Uh, so for those of you that are here for the uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood, the Mr. Rogers podcast, I will say to you, Luke, I'll say thank you for stopping by for a visit in the neighborhood this week. <laughs> and for those of you uh, who are listening uh, through the Voices in My Head feed this week, I will say, Luke Flowers, thank you for being one of the voices in my head. You're very welcome.